What if that nagging feeling in the back of your neck was real? What if those hands reaching out from the dark that you believed were there, were there? What if the monster in the basement really existed? And what if there was really something under the bed? Would you have the courage to face your fears? Hello, brave souls. Welcome back to Fear. In today's episode, we have a story called I Saw a Scary Movie When I Was Eight, written by The Halloween Nerd. My mom was very strict about what I watched on TV as a child. I was only allowed to watch G and PG rated movies until I was 12. The only channels I remember being allowed to watch unsupervised was PBS Kids and Disney Channel. I was not allowed to watch Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon because their shows had negative influences on my behavior. I also wasn't allowed to watch TV after 9pm. Of course, this annoyed me a lot at the time. I heard my classmates at school talk about shows like Drake and Josh, Teen Titans, Spongebob, and Goosebumps all of which I was banned from watching. In fact, as far as I know, I was the only kid in my class who was banned from those shows. I felt almost as if I was an outsider. However, I did get to watch those type of shows in my older cousin's house. You see, I visited my older cousin a lot. My mom divorced my dad when I was five. As an only parent, she was very busy raising me and going to work. Fortunately, she was usually at work while I was at school with her workday ending around the same time my school day ended. Sometimes, she would have to work hours later than usual. Since she didn't trust babysitters, she just had my uncle pick me up from school and bring me to his house. My cousins were about 10 years older than me, so they had more freedom with what they could watch. Partially because of this, I was very excited when I visited their house. They knew about my mom's rules, but they still let me watch whatever they did, as long as I didn't tell her. I remember watching movies like Jurassic Park, Kangaroo Jack, and Spider-Man, which I know my mom wouldn't have approved of. One night, my mom had to work super late one night, so she planned a sleepover for me. I was so excited. I never went to a sleepover before. I was expecting to watch movies with my cousins all night long. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. We watched the Simpsons movie, which I thought was hilarious and I was sent straight to bed when it ended. It was a school night, and my uncle was aware of my mom's bed at 9.30 rule. I whined about how it was a sleepover, and that mom's rules didn't apply since I was at someone else's house. But my uncle just ignored me. He ducked me in on the couch in the living room, where I fell asleep quickly. I woke up around 12.30 a.m. I took this as an opportunity to fool around. I went to the kitchen and stuffed my face with snacks from their pantry. I knew what I was doing was wrong, but I didn't think I could get in trouble because my mom wasn't there. Then, I remembered the TV. I went to the room it was in and turned it on. I know they aired adult shows at this hour, so I was excited to see what I'd find. The screen was black for a few seconds before flickering on. What I didn't realize was the sound was still at the volume it was at earlier, panicking. I lowered the volume to zero. 
My heart raced as I waited for the sounds of my angry uncle's footsteps coming down the hall. Miraculously, that never happened. Relieved, I turned the volume up a little bit and watched whatever was on. It was just a rerun of an old talk show, which bored me quickly. I didn't know any of the channel numbers, so I just kept clicking the channel up button until I found something good. At first, I just found more reruns of old shows. Of course, I eventually found stuff like Adult Swim and Nick at Night. I watched a little bit of both, but nothing took my interest, so I moved on. I then stumbled upon a channel that was just a black screen. I was confused, then I noticed it was 1am. I figured that meant something was starting, so I got excited that I was about to watch something from the very beginning. All that appeared on the screen were white text. All it read were, The Mouse Catcher. It abruptly cut to an animated cornfield at night. The moon's rays blanketed the tips of the corn stalks. Everything was in a dull monochrome color. Then, coming from the right side of the shot, a line was created in the corn. Something was walking through it. The next shot revealed an anthropomorphic mouse. He was wearing a white shirt, brown pants, and big, round, exaggerated glasses. He looked very nervous. I began to feel uneasy. The animation was very fluent and the mouse's drawn-on expression looked very genuine. However, I decided to keep watching. The mouse was looking in every direction while trying to be as quiet as possible. Someone or something was after him. He froze at the sound of a leaf crunching. His lip quivered as tears streamed down his face. He knew it was the end. Then, a disguised, wet, meat-tearing sound could be heard as a hand covered his mouth from behind, muffled his screams. The mouse tried to fight and pry his attacker away. The attacker could be heard shushing him in an almost calming voice. With a crack, the mouse dropped to the ground like a rock, revealing his killer. It was a fox, wearing one of those old-fashioned fox hunter uniforms. He was holding a bloody knife, dripping with dark red blood. I really wanted to change the channel at this point, but I knew that most likely no one my age had seen this movie, so I forced on. It then cut to Mouse, face down on the ground. The dark blood slowly oozed from his back. The fox bent down and flipped him over. He looked up at his murderer as he began to turn pale. With two fingers, the fox shut the mouse's eyes. I think he said something about the lines of, Good night, the mouse's name. Your journey is over. Sleep well. He then gently closed the mouse's eyelids with his fingers and gave him a kiss on the cheek. At this point, I was very disturbed, but I refused to give up. The next scene cut to a small farmhouse. Inside lived a mouse boy and his mother. They were both dressed in 1800s clothing. In a way, they reminded me of the Mouskowitz family from an American tale. The mouse boy was staring out the window at his mother sat in a chair next to him. He asked his mother where his father was. She just told him that she didn't know. He then asked if the mouse catcher caught him. She just replied with, hopefully not. As they left to presumably go to bed, they heard a knock at the door. The knock had the same rhythm as Funeral March of a Marionette, the Alfred Hitchcock Presents theme. The mouse boy bolted to the door, expecting to be his father. His mother tried to stop him, but it was too late. He opened the door, revealing the same fox from earlier. The mother pulled her son back and tried to protect him. She begged the fox not to hurt them. The mouse boy, as bravely as he could, 
spoke to the fox. Why do you keep killing us? I think he said. The fox responded with something like, There's too many mice like you. You're nothing but pests. The only role you serve in the world is to steal from others. Your daddy just stole his last thing from me, so I ended him for it. Don't worry. No one will miss him. Nobody even cares about mice. Every other animal hates you. We'd all be happier if you were gone. Both the mouse boy and his mother were sobbing. The fox just cackled before stating the father's bloodline must end. Without warning, he lunged forward and ripped the son away from his mother. She screamed and grabbed her son back, trying to save him. The young mouse let out genuine cries and screams as his mother and the fox had a tug of war with him. Eventually, the son slipped out of the fox's grip. The mother threw her son aside and did what she could to restrain the fox. It was a losing battle. She screamed at her son, telling him to run, just as the fox overpowered her. At that point, I felt the movie getting too intense, so I turned the TV off. I sat there for a minute, disturbed by what I saw. As I got up to go back to the couch, I heard a knock on the front door. The same funeral march of a marionette knocked the fox made in the movie. I bolted back to the living room and dove under the blankets. I kept telling myself it was just a coincidence. I didn't get much sleep after that. My uncle could tell, seeing how tired I was as he drove me to school. I told him what I did when he dropped me off. He just said, really? Come on, you're eight. You know better. Hearing the disappointment in his voice was enough of a punishment. My mom banned me from watching all TV for three days when she found out. What puzzles me is that this movie apparently never existed. I searched Wikipedia and IMDb for this movie, but I found nothing. In fact, I couldn't find any movie titled The Mouse Catcher. I find it very surprising that a movie that was so well made, from what I saw, has absolutely absolutely no traces of ever existing. I even searched eBay and Amazon for any DVD or VHS copies. Everyone I've told about this just says that I probably dreamed it, but I know I didn't. Anyway, here's what I know about this movie. It was titled The Mouse Catcher. It was animated. The animation was very fluent and detailed. It came out sometime before 2010. It was about a fox that kills mice. It is unknown who worked on the movie. It aired on an unknown channel at 1 a.m. on Pennsylvanian TV. I really hope to find this movie soon. It probably won't be as scary as it seemed at this time. At least, if I do find it, I just hope it makes whatever keeps knocking my front door in the middle of the night go away. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the story. Big thank you to the author for creating such an interesting and genuinely creepy experience. If you enjoyed the video, please subscribe or follow for more videos just like this one. If you'd like to support the channel, you can check out my Patreon link in the description below and know that I genuinely appreciate it. Follow me over on Twitter at podcast underscore fear or Facebook at fear the podcast. Thank you again for listening to the story, and until next time, always remember to face your fears.